The scripture of the day is from Luke chapter 19, verses 28 to 40. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying this colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Have you ever had those moments in your life where you're going about whatever it is, whatever the situation or the action is, and you get so worried and scared and worked up that sometimes you maybe act in a certain way out of fear? That happens to me. Over the last five years or so, um, I've really been able to be in different groups that have helped me understand who I was better. Okay, And one of the things that I've discovered over that time is uh, one of my deepest fears. So one of my deepest fears is being alone and unloved. And I cope with this fear by taking care of others and making themselves uh, kind of the central uh, idea, right? Like whether it be my parents or my wife or uh, friends, right? I, I have a tendency because I, I have this desire not to be alone and uh, this desire not to, uh, or this desire to be loved and this fear of being unloved that I, I will go and I will help someone to a fault. And so that action is all because of my fear. And fear can be a tricky thing, right? Um, We all probably have some type of fear deep inside of us, whether we realize it or not. And that fear makes us act in ways, whether we see it or not in that moment, maybe ways that aren't exactly what we should be doing. Maybe we're worried about how someone is going to react to a certain action, whether we're going to hurt someone's feelings, Uh, Maybe we are worried about, um, you know, one of the things I can say is uh, as I train for races, uh, I get worried 
that um, I, I can't do it because maybe I've slacked off on my training. And so there have been moments where out of fear I've been like, well, I'm just not going to show up for that race. That's not necessarily the right thing to do. And, and I think that uh, we don't acknowledge that fear as much as maybe we should because sometimes we just don't see it or, or know that it's there, but it is kind of leading our actions. And I think fear is um, really evident in our scripture today. We see some of that fear, and that fear is going to kind of take us through uh, the week. And so, you know, our scripture today is the moment where Jesus comes into Jerusalem. We see people uh, yelling with excitement. So let's go ahead and, and name one of the elephants in the room. If you were listening to the scripture, you didn't hear anything about palms. You're probably wondering, what the heck? So let's, let's name this. So in uh, Luke's translation right here, um, his, his writing is not necessarily geared towards the audience of the Jewish people. Rather, his audience is geared towards the Gentiles. And palms in this moment, the reason that they would have palms in this moment as Jesus is coming in is that the Jewish people are going through a festival um, and this is the um, a festival that they're celebrating uh, the moment when um, uh, they are remembering God the time or excuse me let me use my words better than this okay the festival that's going on in the moment is when the Jewish people remembered the time God protected and provided them uh, from while they were wandering in the desert so this, uh, this symbolism of, of the palms for Luke, as he is writing to the Gentiles, it, it doesn't mean as much for his audience, and so that's why he's left it out. Uh, traditionally, we do not read this particular version of Palm Sunday uh, as we normally hear the one of where, you know, the palms are being waved. So let's just call that out, and that's what it is. Um, it doesn't mean palms weren't there. It just is about the audience that Luke was writing to. And so we're, we're looking at this scripture, right, uh, Luke's account of this moment, and we see that the audience is excited, we see that um, they are praising Jesus as he is coming into Jerusalem, because at this point, right, they've, they've heard or seen a lot of the different miracles that Jesus has been a part of. Uh, they have um, been able to hear some of Jesus' preaching and so for a lot of these people, right, they, they're like, okay, this is, this is God on earth. This is the Messiah that we have been waiting for. And I love how in this moment, right, as this is for us the beginning of Holy Week and, and we hear uh, all of these people yelling, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. It's really a parallel to when Jesus came into this world at the very beginning, right? When the angels, when they too, in Luke chapter 2, you know, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those who he favors. So there's a parallel right there in both of these journeys. The, the first journey, right, of Jesus coming into the world, and then this journey as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. But as the scripture goes on, um, we really do start to see a little bit of fear come up. We start to see a little bit of fear through the Pharisees in the crowd. 
So you got this crowd who's yelling and excited for this moment because Jesus, the one that they have seen, the one that they have heard about, he is coming into Jerusalem. This is God. This is the Messiah that we are waiting for. And so it's, it's like a big party, right? With all the noise and the, the ruckus that is going on. Everybody is celebrating that Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. Except for these Pharisees that are in the crowd. And these Pharisees in the crowd, they go up to Jesus and they're like, Hey man, you're going to have to stop. Like, we, we need some order in here, right? This is going a little too crazy. But what about this moment has the Pharisees kind of worried? Has them up at arms? Because why is it that the Pharisees, why aren't they celebrating just like everyone else? They're operating out of fear is is what it is. And, and they're operating out of a lot of different uh, layers of fear, I think. They're operating out of fear because Jesus has come in different ways and challenged kind of their traditional Jewish teachings. But also, politically in this, excuse me, in this moment, they are fearful of the Romans. They're feel, fearful of the Romans, the Roman Empire, because they're thinking, oh my goodness, all of this uh, yelling, all of this excitement for Jesus coming in, how are the Romans going to take this? Are they going to get upset, and are they going to want to come and, and kind of stop it themselves in maybe a uh, violent way, or come in and, and you know, take people uh, prisoner? Who knows what they're going to do? So in the Pharisees' minds in this moment, they're trying to keep the peace amongst the Jewish community and the Romans. And it's not that they're operating out of this peace mindset, but rather they're operating out of this fear mindset of what could happen. And that's interesting because in this moment, they're missing Jesus the Messiah in their presence because they're so worried about what will happen. They're worried about what the Romans might do. And so they think that they're operating in this, this mindset of peace and trying to keep order, but they're operating out of fear and worriedness. And, and as the Pharisees go and as they uh, tell Jesus, that he needs to have his disciples to stop. He answers in this last verse, I tell you, if they were silent, the stones would shout out. So I learned something in my sermon prep. How many people knew that stones actually talk? I am 100% serious. So, According to NASA, planets, stars, you know, our solar system literally produces sound. Uh, you could describe it as um, like reverb. You think about even just on Earth, go into, uh, you know, a canyon of some sort or somewhere maybe with mountains, and you yell really loud, and what do you hear? 
an echo. So it's very similar to that. And so when we think of echoes, you know, we hear that, right? We hear, uh, you know, that noise kind of bouncing off the different mountains. But there are noises that bounce off of these rocks, these planets in our solar system that we don't hear. They really are singing every moment. That's pretty incredible. And, and I think as Jesus is, is sh- sharing this with the Pharisees, they again are so worried about what is going to happen and trying to keep this peace that they imagine is the right thing to do that they're missing God in their midst. They're missing God at work. And so um, there's a a theologian. um, I'm probably going to get his name wrong. Um, I think it's Gusto Gonzalez. And and he makes a point of um, how us as humans, because of our human fear and our idea of false peace, it blocks us from seeing God at work in our midst. So the same thing that's happening with the Pharisees in this moment, where they are missing that that God is in front of them, we do as well. Because of this sense of false peace, this sense of, of fear that maybe we don't even realize we're operating out of. And so we're missing these moments where we can understand God a little bit more because that fear blocks us. We're missing these moments where we can actually do more in the name of Christ because we let this sense of false peace, this this worriedness get to us. And it blocks us from this moment. And as this, it begins for us, right, Holy Week, and we think about the journey that goes on, all of the events that are going to come, it's all about this fear that continues to add up. Why else are, uh, you know, the, the Pharisees and the high priests and the government officials and Judas and all the different things that are going to go on, why, are, why is it that these actions happen? Because they are all acting out of fear and worriedness, whether they realize it in this moment or not. Because I, I would guess, right, um, some of the things that are going to happen uh, uh, in this upcoming week in present moment, they probably didn't think they were operating out of fear. But we see that they are. They're blocked by this moment. They're blocked from getting to see God in this moment. And so as we are in this week, and as we go through this journey... What if we thought about our own lives? What if we thought about our own lives and looking at the moments and our actions that that we do, when are we acting out of fear and we don't even realize it? 
what would happen if we didn't act out of fear or this false sense of peace? Because when we become fearful, when we uh, become uh, uh, in this, this idea of, of false peace, we forget what it's like to wonder. What it's like to wonder and to continue to grow. Because that, that understanding of false peace or, or that fear that comes above, uh, around us, it blocks us from being able to go any further in our faith. It blocks us from being able to, to hear the rocks singing every day and praising God our creator. It blocks us from seeing God in our midst. Because God is alive and well. And we're going to celebrate that next Sunday we're going to celebrate that even though our fear took over and that Jesus was crucified, God is still alive. Christ was resurrected. And the reason that Christ uh, had to go through this journey is because Christ brought peace to us through his death and resurrection. And so that false, that false sense of peace that we have, that fear that is at our core that blocks us or prevents us from not seeing fully of where God is calling, it's not needed. Because we have the ultimate prince of peace, the God of love, and the God who is alive and well. And so how can we move out of that sense of fear and false peace that has come to, to just be inside of us whether we realize it or not? And how can we go and share the peace of Christ that God has given us? How can we be more like the people who acknowledge God in this moment and who are creating a ruckus that may go against what the government and what uh, the, the political powers to be, the Pharisees, all of the people who are operating out of fear, what would it be like for us to do that today, to choose that route, to acknowledge God of peace and love rather than letting fear be what controls us. When I was um, in the, the transition moment of my life, um, graduating seminary and going to my first appointment, I, I remember, um, and, and some of you have heard kind of my struggles uh, in those moments, um, when I got the phone call and heard where I was going, um, it, it was a little bit of a shell shock, right? Because I don't know anything about this area. Uh, it's uh, in an area that I have no family, that I don't really go and visit that often. And I remember being very anxious, uh, very worried. Uh, there was definitely fear involved. Like it wasn't this kind of fear that uh, I didn't, 
knowingly see. I, I clearly saw it in all that I did. And so in this moment of transition, I, I really um, got into uh, an unhealthy state um, because I, I so badly wanted to stay where I was and not go forward. Because I was comfortable right here in Atlanta and I was not ready to go to that place that they were sending me. I was not ready to go to Lynette, Alabama. And, you know, in those moments and knowing my unhealthiness and really um, knowing now more today about myself and about kind of this, uh, this deepest fear that is at my inner core, I not only was doing this church a disservice, I was starting to alienate some of my friends that were my comfort zone because in my head, that was my security blanket. But I became an unhe- in an unhealthy state to where I was operating completely out of fear. Now, thankfully, I had some wonderful friends who called me out on it and said, hey, you're being ridiculous right now. But I wonder what would have happened in that first year if rather than being so fearful and operating out of fear and operating out of I wanted to go to my comfort zone, what are the things that we could have done in that community that I I missed out on because I let fear control me. What are the things that we are missing out on that we are letting fear that we realize or we don't realize is there control us? It's not going to be easy. It's going to take a lot of self-discovery to understand when we are operating out of fear because sometimes it is so small and it disguises itself in a way that we think is peace and right. But is it? Is it what God is calling us? Are we missing God working in this moment? I don't know. I hope not. And I'm going to continue to to grow myself in ways that I continue to see God working more and more. And I hope we all will. I hope we do as a, a church. I hope we do as individuals. And I hope that we be able to operate in a way that exemplifies that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. So let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just come to you today acknowledging those moments of fear, uh, those moments where we think uh, our actions are being, uh, being done in the name of peace and love, but yet they're not. So Lord, help us. Help us be able to, to move past the blockage of fear and doubt so that we, we don't miss your work 
we, that we don't miss where you are leading us. Help us identify our fear as we go through this week so that we may be people who are ready to celebrate that you are alive and well. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.